What's going on, guys? Uh, me and Murph Dog are back. We took a little bit of a Christmas break. Uh, it, it, it was well needed. We needed the little little cool off time and spend some time with family. Um, but we are back, and uh, this is going to be a very special episode for Yin's guys out there. Um, but first, we we gotta we gotta see how Murph's doing. How's Big Bear doing? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. All rested up from the little holiday break, and uh, almost had a little bit of a, a COVID scare with, with the girlfriend. But oh, like, all was well. All was good. Yeah, I got a negative test back the other day. I'm good. enjoying the freedom sleeping in the in the spare bedroom right now. But uh, but now that we got the negative test coming back, I guess that's over. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the extra room in the bed probably was really nice. The futon was horrible to sleep on. Oh, but oh okay. the freedom to know that I'm the only one on it—that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can let out some 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 rippers in bed and not have to worry. Oh, I don't I don't worry about that. Regardless. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 11, 11 years now me and her have been together there's there's no hiding anything anymore no privacy <laughs> is just out the door at that point what's what's that <laughs> <laughs> but man I, i'm really excited for this episode um we'll get to Same. the special thing uh later on in the episode but uh i i would really like to start out with what we talked about off the air and that's uh resolutions everyone has resolutions um, with New Year's coming up, and I just realized this is the last episode uh, of 2021 uh, for us. So, what a hell of an episode to do resolutions! Um, but yeah. we wanted to come up with some Pirates resolutions for 2022, um, if there is a major league season, of course. Um, who knows at this point? <laughs> but I came up with five of my own. Uh, if you guys read. Um, around the horn for Pittsburgh baseball now. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, though. What what are your resolutions for the Pirates? So I got a couple. Um, I struggled with this for a while. Uh, luckily, it was a slow day at work, so I had plenty of time to struggle on it. Um, <laughs> so the first one that I was I was thinking of, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot, and, you know, there's a lot of talk of installing a winning culture in the minor leagues. So there's that expectation coming up through the system I think I, I know the team's not going to be great this year but but I think they they have to move make a move or do something or make some kind of commitment to start that kind of mentality at the major league level as well yeah. because so like it, it, like yes it's it's nice for these kids to walk in here with that winning attitude winning swagger winning whatever like that but like if they just walk into like a disaster of a locker room what really was all that in the minors. So I don't know how exactly you, you do that. Uh, I mean, I guess signing somebody, trading for someone, probably like the easy answer. I'm sure there's something you can do without doing something that we that we all know that, that they're not going to do. Yeah. So whether it's like marketing the younger players more or, or trying to just build the hype and the excitement, just, just something to kind of start establishing that winning culture as well in Pittsburgh. So it's not just on these younger kids that ha- have won in the minors. So yeah, yeah, that's my first one. I I, I, I like so. that. Um, you know, you, you see with the the Twitter account Young Bucks, you know, they're they're building that that excitement up for the kids. Um, and and I, I love I love that. If you could do find something else more to go on top of that, that that'd be awesome. 
just build the excitement, build, build it up more to where maybe not like the fans, like you and I, and, and like the other ones who follow closely with the minor league, minor leaguers, something for them to get excited with. And, and like the easy answer would be to trade or sign someone that's probably not going to happen. Well, obviously that can't happen right now, but whenever we do start get things going again, just something, just something to create some excitement to just create something, change yeah. the culture now, yeah. at least start it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree yeah. with that, man. Um, what you got more, man? What, what, what you got? What you got? Oh, man, you put me all on the spotlight. So yeah. <laughs> the, the, the other one, the other main one that I, that I really, really thought is like, and I think we, like Tim brought this up too, whenever, whenever we had him on, um, about like advancing them through and how they're a little more like willing to be aggressive and willing to let them play for it. But like at this point, they've done a great job building the system up, putting all this talent in there, let them compete, let them like when they're ready to go, just let them go, just let them go. Like if they come out there and they play and they're sure they're good, they're, they're competing hard and all that kind of stuff. Let them move to the next level. Don't no more. Okay. Well, we're just, just let them go. Let, let them play. You, you spent all this into getting this talent into the, the system. Let them show that talent now and let them go out there on the field and earn that, earn the promotion, earn that kind of stuff and reward them by actually promoting them and not just leaving them there just to leave them there. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree with that. And I even um, said that in, in one of my resolution resolutions um let's play as many young guys as possible why not throw them out there and and Mm -hmm. nola brought this up on the episode when he was on um see what your fringe guys look like like a blind madras or uh cow mitchell or you you could name names you know what i'm saying and just see what they got and I, i i really like that idea and for me, I would like to find one or two consistent starting pitchers. Pitching is always going to come down to the Pirates problem Absolutely. right now. And we, we started to see some some guys kind of become consistent. Your, your boy JT, he was very consistent uh, for, for the majority of the season. He got tired, obviously. Um, yeah. Dylan Peters, maybe. Bryce Wilson, maybe, you you know, you got to start finding these guys that can stick, you know, you can't just keep turning over and turning over and hoping Mitch Keller works out, which I I honestly think he could be our comeback player of the year in terms of pirate squad. What say you with that? Oh yeah. That's that, that would probably be my, Oh, that'd probably be my, if, if I had to pick someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be the guy. I mean, like, he, he looked like he found a little bit of something last year at yeah. the very end. Like his last start was one of his better starts. And so if there's somebody, maybe, maybe he solved it. He has a whole off season now to kind of work with it to, to build on that. Um, but yeah, there's a guy who would come back. He'd probably be my pick or he'd probably be the ideal candidate more. So I don't know if he'd be my exact pick, but he's probably the ideal candidate that you'd be looking for or come back. Yeah, yeah, and I think Will Crow falls into that category too. If they put him in the right position, Will Crow. Um, I mean, even even JT for how how rough of an end to the season it was, like it, <laughs> you got to find awards for JT all the time. The numbers, 
I mean, he's going to win Cy Young MVP. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I lock, respect Lock it, it up for each of those. I respect <laughs> it, man. I, I do. Um, w- one of the bigger things that I wanted to find, well, not find, but state as a resolution is find uh, a permanent corner outfielder, either one. Find one. And that comes into play with play younger guys more, you you know, see what you have. And if they stick, they stick. If they don't, okay, next man up mentality. I hate to sound like Mike Tomlin there, but it's not a good idea right now. (laughs) No, it's definitely not a good idea right now, but the, the philosophy works with this, you know, you have to find corner outfield spots your center field is pretty much a lock in brian reynolds he obviously can play corner outfield but he looks pretty damn good in center field and he was snubbed of a gold glove in my opinion that that's my opinion it's biased i I get it um find your corner outfield spot so who in your mind could potentially fill that role is it the easy answer in like an o'neill cruz or are you going outside of the box here like a Smith and Jim. I mean, it, like my pick would be like a, a Swaggerty and a, a Smith and Jigba. Okay, I think yeah. if Cruz, like, okay, so we're not expecting too much out of this team this year, right? Mm-hmm. So if Cruz ends up as one of the answers in the corner outfield spot, I think somehow the season gets even more, like, it's it's disappointing at least to start. Yeah, his bat profile's out there and like he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine wherever you put him. That bat's going to hit it going to play wherever you want him to be at but it would be a little on the disappointing side if he has to finish the season in the outfield I think okay okay so So I I want to play with the mindset that he's going to stick at shortstop yeah so at that point you're looking at Smith and Jigbud Swaggerty maybe you give someone like uh one of the fringe guys like you're talking about Bly a chance yeah um so he's on the 40 man yeah, I mean, from everything that you, you've been talking about and everything with that, everything you've shown on there, like, he's definitely a guy to watch going into it. Yeah. So I, I think I think we have to, if we're going to, the fan, the hope side of things, like, you want one of those guys to be to be the answer, maybe even like Cal Mitchell or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I don't, I I don't want to see him there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so in your mind, it, if O'Neill Cruz ends up there, it's basically we tried everything and it didn't work. Like that's yeah. where you're yeah. at with that. Yeah. 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 More so, more so like, like I, I know like if you put him in right field, he he's, he's going to win the starting jet or left field or wet corner spot. He's going to beat out any of the other players um, ta- from a talent wise. <laughs> um, so it, it'd be more of a like it's disappointing because the shortstop thing didn't work out okay yeah no i i I feel that totally and so what i know you said you struggled with this so what what are your other uh things you listed in terms of resolutions so so like the only one that i really had and maybe this contradicts the first one a little bit but be patient with it like you have a system in place. I know the, the the fans are getting antsy. I mean, Pirates fans, like, we're, we're used to losing. So, like, we're always antsy and stuff like that. We want to see something on it. But, like, if if, if you believe that much into your plan, then, then stick with it. Just keep doing what you're doing, figuring that it's not going to be a, another great season. 
if that's part of the plan, then then just go with go with the plan. Um, I, I I think I think like maybe also like I I had one more thing that you had mentioned too in in your article, and this kind of could probably go with the first one I said. Like if if signing like someone like Reynolds or Cabrian Hayes to an extension is something that helps with that winning mindset, winning mentality kind of thing yeah. that you kind of know that you have your guy, then, then yeah, look at that. I, I'm on the fence about a, a Reynolds extension just cause like the time, the time frame that we're looking at as far as like competing compared to where service time and all that stuff is working out. Yeah. Obviously that can change with the new CBA depending on how that works. But right now as it is, I'm kind of on the fence about like what kind of extension you give him because like you figure probably another year or two away from truly competing so but if if you're serious about winning and you want to show take a small but yet big step the then my resolution would be to to give Reynolds or Hayes some type of extension you don't have to buy out a lot of free agency but a year or two I think I think would go a long way now in in terms of uh cheapness because we're pirates fans and we're used to cheapness i get right so yes yes. in your opinion would (laughs) would a key brian hayes be cheaper for an extension than say a brian reynolds i think yes but i think uh, a brian hayes extension is probably harder to do right now Uh, than a than a reynolds one just like how like a Reynolds extension after 2020 probably wasn't going to happen because if you're Brian Reynolds, why would you, if you, if you believe in yourself that much, why would you sign after that bad of a year knowing that you're going to get cheaped out of a lot of money? So Brian, if you know that you have more in it than what you had and that risk is the reason to, for the power numbers to, to dip like that, why, why would you sign it like for the pirates it it would take more risk on the pirates side because like the only thing you're going off of is like 2021 and then that one month which we talk about small sample size all the time that one sample size of of the 2020 for cabrian so i think the reynolds one is probably more realistic that's the one that's going to cost the most money yeah um but the the Hayes one is probably a little more riskier at this point just because you're you're still not 100% sure. It, it would still send a really good statement if you could get it signed. Yeah. So if on the pirate side, I'd definitely approach it, obviously. I yeah. just don't know if if on Cabrian's side where the incentive would be to sign if he believes in himself. Yeah, because if if he is a perennial gold glove third baseman that we pretty much know he is and is capable of being, if he can hit for not traditional power but gap power like we've seen why not hold out so that that does make sense um now in terms of a reynolds contract what do you think it would take is it gonna be something more like a starling Marte deal that he got I don't think it's something like that. I think it would have to be more, but I think that's where the pirates might start. Yeah, I, I think I, at least for the pirates, this is this is uncharted waters at this point. Yeah. Because okay, let's say the C- CBA more or less stays the same when it comes to this service time and, and stuff like that. We have a guy with that much control left coming off the kind of season that he had 
two out of his three season seasons that he's played now have been incredibly good. Really damn good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Incredibly good. The one, the one that, that wasn't good was like an, you know, obviously like an asterisk year. Six, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was like a two month stretch. There's some people who struggled, some people who did really good and probably will never do that good anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not the kind of guy to talk to like numbers wise, but like oh, it's yeah. definitely something that it's, it's going to be something that it, it's not that we've seen the Pirates do before. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take something that them as an organization has never done before. And I think that's why it would be like a, such a great sign of faith. Like, Hey, we've never done this before, but we're going to do this now. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that buys them some time to, to finish what they're doing around them. Yeah, no, I, I understand so. that completely. Um, now the the last resolution that that I had because we kind of talked about the Brian Reynolds extension, mm-hmm. um, and and I keep coming back to it, but move Will Crow to the goddamn bullpen, move him there, just do it already. You, you what's it hurt? You know, it, MLB is moving more towards three innings, four innings out of your starters. Crow's going to give you maybe two good innings, maybe so. Why not do it? You, you know, and I think the Pirates are kind of filled with guys that are fringe pen arms. Like, wouldn't you mm-hmm. say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that is something that probably happens this year. I think he probably starts in the rotation. Yeah. Um, Just but, but like, and that's, and that's, you know, you, you got to figure out Miguel, you hurry. He'll, he'll start in the minors just to kind of build his arm back up. Uh, Ronzi, you'll probably probably assume he'll start in the minors. So as those guys work their way up, obviously they'll be have to be space cleared in the rotation, and you know Crow be an obvious choice. Um, yeah, yeah. So so he, I, I think he ends up in there. Yeah, I mean you look at the numbers, and it's 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 the same number everywhere else. You know, once you go two times through, and, and I'm sure if you really dug into Crow's numbers, it's it's the same thing. So if you have the Pirates, I guess if there's one good thing about the, the, the pitching staff is that even before you start factoring these these younger guys that are going to be coming up this year, it's it's a lot of guys who can give you multiple innings, you know, because, like, you'll probably end up having Dylan Peters coming out of the, the bullpen. Yeah. You know, he, he's a guy who started some last year. Didn't do bad in a couple of his starts. No. Um, so if he can give you two or three innings uh, – Will Crow give you two or three innings, and that just eases things up for for the rest of the bullpen, so you're not making Dwayne Underwood's arm fall off like he did last year. So, <laughs> poor Dwayne, man, that, that dude's arm has got to be jelly, even still. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Pitch a thousand innings, <laughs> like every day, <laughs> every day that he, Shelton would throw him out there. Go ahead, just just throw, just throw. Yeah, just go, just go. It's time. <laughs> I, I would get up and leave and come back and Dwayne Underwood's warming up and I'm like this, this has to be like the fifth day in a row or something like that yeah <laughs> just every day uh, it, <laughs> yeah it, it was mind-boggling to me um but that, that goes to show you the depth that they really had so <laughs> there's that yeah. um so mm-hmm. so that that's that's my resolutions do you have any more that you wanted to state before uh, we move on no no, I mean, I don't think that. I think that's pretty good. I think if if you go with those, you, you you're setting up the franchise 
pretty good, not just yeah. this year, but but going forward. Yeah, the 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 whole process. What is it? The five year plan everyone talks about. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I was I was perusing through Twitter, and you know Ethan he he always gives us some some nuggets. Um, in terms of, you know, salary and, and roster predictions. Well, he, he did kind of a, a little pet project with the minor league roster predictions. Um, and you wanted to talk about this. Uh, you brought it up for me. And yeah, yeah. And you yeah. talked about that Altoona curve rotation. So what, what do we got here, man? That pitching staff. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah. That pitching staff looks looks intriguing like even going into the bullpen so first off that uh, it was amazing work by by amazing work saved me time because i was thinking about trying to do the same thing and that just seemed like a headache so so bravo to him for going ahead and doing the work for me weeks it just makes everything (laughs) 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 yeah yeah so um but like the some of the main keepaways for that is like not only like the altoona's pitching staff but like the entire roster is just like and you look at the when you look at the lineup too um but like the pitching staff what is it priester he had um Oviedo down there uh, which I, I thought was interesting Zizinski. I thought Oviedo I, was I mean he's he's what I mean he he's what 21 he'll be 22 during the season yeah that's I mean I mean most prospects like I mean what he, he pitched in A ball in 2019 yeah. so this is probably the year that he would have been in double a anyways yeah so i, I thought like maybe kid- I, I thought maybe that the major league experience would kind of forego the double a experience and have him jump to triple a just because of what he did face although it was very very small sample size but i, I just found it intriguing you know you throw him in double a as opposed to triple a it was I, I don't know one of the things that i took away the most as far as surprises anyways yeah, I mean that, that's a surprise there because you know he spent all year in in the majors, so you th- you would think he'd probably be okay to just go to Triple A. But if we're talking about moving like some of the guys from Triple A to to majors, you know, fairly quickly, then there'll be spots opening up in in Indianapolis anyways. And yeah. I'd imagine with his major league experience now, he'd probably be one of the candidates to to get the bump first. Yeah. So, okay. put him. Um, what is it? We're gonna. Cody Bolton in the bullpen with with Altina, Bear Bellamy who pitched really good in um fall in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I, I think one of the intriguing things too that like shows with like the the whole roster crunch that we're starting to see, you know, with all the talent there. Someone who like uh, McGregor who had like a a pretty good year, he gets like shifted to the bullpen. So. Yeah, I think one thing that I wanted to bring up with you too, because I know I'm. Um, well, I had one like the the because I know um Chase Bone is your your boy on that or is your boy, yeah. And uh, I saw him like Ethan had him with Greensboro at, at second base, and then Dario Lopez kind of staying back behind in um in Bradenton at the same position. You you think that uh, I guess they both. I mean, they're both young for for where they're at now and stuff like that do you do you feel like chase would or do you feel like there's any chance that that gets flip-flopped or do you think that they both have a chance to to just move up or or what do you feel about that with like the way that those two are positioned i i think jace is, is very versatile 
Um, he's comfortable in the outfield. We saw him in the outfield mm-hmm. in Bradenton. Um, yeah. So if you did want to move Dario Lopez, I think it'd be very easy. You could slot him in at second base and then Jace to the outfield or, or you know, what, whatever you want to do. I think Jace, after he figured out what the hell was going on with his swing and his mentality, I think Jace really started to turn it on towards the end of the season. Yeah. You know, it was a really hot start, uh, rather shitty middle, and then a great finish. So, you know, you talk about small sample sizes. I think Jace had a very small sample size of bad play. Um, and, and I think his defensive ability is one of his more underrated aspects. He was very smooth at second base and then in the outfield we saw his speed come into play I saw him make incredible catches out there and exactly run the balls down you you know of anyone with Bradenton being your squad of what Jace actually did in the outfield so that that's my whole thing with with Jace um he's very versatile so you can either move him to the outfield or keep him at second base either one's fine with me um but the way you were talking, it seemed like you wanted both Lopez and Jace kind of to move up together. Is that how you're feeling? Well, I mean, I was just kind of like wondering, cause like, I mean, I guess they both have like different skill sets and stuff like that. You know, like you said, Jace is a little more versatile. He could play in the outfield and stuff like that. Lopez is a little more confined to, to the infield right now. Um, like I thought Lopez had a pretty good year, all things considering with like the facing a little more advanced hitting than he usually, than you usually would at, at low A. Um, I don't think I would, I would mind. I could see to where maybe Lopez would start out in, in Bradenton. Uh, but it, like, if we're, if we're going on to like, you know, let the kids play and stuff like that. Okay. He starts in Bradenton. Like he could still end up in Greensboro in a month or two and stuff like oh, yeah. that. So I just like, you know, Lopez was my guy and I know you like, you, you like Chase. So I figured, yeah. bounce a couple things off of you with it and see what no, you yeah. with it yeah and and off the air we got uh you know we were talking about around the horn today my latest one um with speed um and there was a couple guys that you mentioned to me well at least one that was on mm-hmm. my list uh that you were intrigued by getting another shot so who who's that guy yeah. man who, who are we talking about here so we know um Josiah Dixon, he he started out with Bradenton last year mm-hmm. and, and struggled a little bit. So he he finished the season off in the uh, FCL. Same 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 kind of thing with Sergio Campana. So it'll be kind of interesting to see them to get an, get another shot in in Bradenton and like Bradenton's outfield already looks pretty good. So they're gonna have to hit hit the ground running to to kind of claim any at bats and stuff like that because like if they do go with was it, uh ethan had um rodolfo nolasco lonnie white jr and sergio campana as his as his outfield to start the season that's with an their, interesting that, outfield that is a lot of speed yes it is <laughs> like that is not many balls are going to hit the hit the ground in that outfield no. so that that would definitely be fun, fun to watch and then, so yeah. I, I guess that's 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 interesting to watch how much speed is there in that Bradenton outfield. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, you know, another speedy guy, and I, I wasn't quite sure uh, where he put him. I don't have my uh, notes in front of me at the moment, but Randy Romero is another interesting uh, 
guy in yeah, the he, outfield. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's having a good um. Andy Romero, he had with the in uh, in the FCL still. Mm. Mm-hmm. Man, he's young. He's young. It's all about at bats. It's all about oh, yeah. at bats. Yeah. Um, right. And and like if you if that's what you're talking about, what your outfield is going to be in Bradenton, it's not really a, a surprise that somebody gets the bump to to the FCL. Yeah. If you have that kind of outfield. Yeah. Um, so there, there was one that we talked about off the air who. It seems like a bad move if you put him there in Greensboro, and that's a certain pitcher who struggled a lot in his first professional year, from what it seemed like. So, um, poor Eddie Yeen, they he's putting in Greensboro, man. Uh, can, can we talk about that? What did Eddie Yeen do to Ethan? <laughs> he's going to send him to that to that hitter's ballpark. To I mean, maybe Eddie's figured something out in the offseason. and like I, I love the kid and all that stuff, but yeah. like. I, I I want him in 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 Bradenton for for another year. I yes. mean, he's still plenty of young to where that's not going to hurt him. No, so <laughs> I I want him in in Bradenton for for another year. Like stay a little safe in Bradenton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say where it's safe, man. <laughs> like it's like one of those things where you tell the kids not to grow up too fast because like you're gonna like stay yes. in Bradenton, man. <laughs> yes, like poor Santiago Flores got some some terrible treatment yeah. in, in Greensboro mm-hmm. man oh yeah. my heart broke every time it's like oh come on man really but he did vamp his fastball yeah. up to 98 which was out of nowhere so now is the time to do the ship to the bullpen with him yes now yes. is the time it's yes. like because you sent me that clip of it and if you said in upper 90s like that and with that breaking ball Yes. Put him in the bullpen. We'll see him in, in, in Indianapolis this year. It, it's like, it's that nasty of a combination. Like yeah. Just, just do it. Just, yeah. just put him in the bullpen. Let him go. Yeah. Cause that slurve that he has, man, which confirmed Ooh, it is a slurve from him. It, it It's like a, a, a Frisbee. Like he's throwing Frisbees out yeah. there. It, oh my goodness. That that's, that's chef's kiss perfection for me anyways. Um, but Triple A in 2021 was kind of a meh roster. There was a lot of John Nagowski's and Wilmer Defoe's and, and things of that sort. So what is Triple A going to bring for us in 2022? Are we actually going to want to watch Triple A? Uh, yeah, it, it looks like at least <laughs> definitely the start. Because like you have to imagine, so like a lot of this still you know depends on the cda kind of thing right if, if it's still the same and we have service time to worry about and stuff like that even so with the time missed i don't mind o'neill Cruz starting the year in in triple a so Me either him alone is worth is worth tuning into to it but then you you factor in probably diego castillo mason martin travis swaggerty smith and jigba cal mitchell like that is a really good lineup filled with a couple of our top prospects some first round picks key guys in trades you know here's here's Uh, the question for you jack sawinski obviously someone's going to be left behind in altoona is jack sawinski that guy that gets left behind or is it going to be kyle mitchell so if we i think that that's something that's probably going to get determined in spring training Mm -hmm. but based off of Last year, I think Sawinski is probably the one that gets left in Altoona. Okay. And 
But that being said, he still has a faster track to the majors, obviously, than someone like Cal Mitchell does now that he's on the 40-man. So, so even if Swinsky starts the year, yeah, he, even if he starts the year in AA and Cal Mitchell starts in AAA, I, I would probably, my safe money would probably be on Swinsky making his major league debut before Cal Mitchell does. Oh, yeah. And, and Swinsky, I think, is much more advanced defensively uh, than yeah. Cal Mitchell. Yeah. Cal Mitchell, to me, yeah. is uh, not a perfect DH, but I think he slots a lot better in a DH type of role. Yeah. Um, Brent Sitta, yeah. too. I, I love Brent Sitta as a DH as well. Um, Sitta yeah. the Hitta, man. <laughs> perfect name. Perfect name. Oh, yeah, it is. Just like Carter Bins is a perfect catcher name. Just throw it in the Absolutely. bin, man. I, and I, I commented, uh, someone said that Benz is a perfect name for a catcher. And I said, I wonder if the pitcher yells Kobe before he pitches, because he has to at that point. <laughs> Kobe! It, it's, 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 it's I, yeah, well, we're going to have to throw that idea out to somebody who, who, who's going to be throwing to him this year. Yes. We'll have to throw that out to them. Yeah, Brad Case, where are you at? Please yell Kobe. Please. I know you're listening, Brad. <laughs> if there's a person to do it. If there's a person to do it, it, it'll be him. (laughs) Yes. And I listened to his most recent podcast. So Brad, I I love what you're doing, man. Keep up the good work and keep spreading the message out there uh, for these young minor league kids and and guys who didn't quite make it. You know, those stories are amazing. Um, But yeah, guys, we did mention we have sort of a giveaway Uh, before we, you know, say the key phrase for you we gotta hear the story of how this giveaway even happened so murph here's your time to uh say some embarrassing things about yourself (laughs) okay there's nothing that fills me with more joy than getting embarrassed myself Uh, (laughs) okay so you know christmas time you know the easy thing to do now just you know gift card give it up so i got a couple gift cards for christmas trying to figure out how i wanted to spend it because, you know, I, I don't want to spend it on bills, but most of it got spent on bills. Um, Adult life. So looked, looking around, I was, I, <laughs> I was on Twitter and I saw someone post something about baseball cards. I'm like, okay, cool. Connected to that. So I said, I'm going to get me some baseball cards to some of these guys that I'm following and stuff like that. Go through, find a couple and all that. See this, see this awesome autographed Jared Jones card. I'm like, sweet. That's the one. So I place a bid on it, go to bed, wake up the next morning. I see, say, I see an alert saying, You're, this bid is getting ready to end, place a bid now. I'm like, I could have swore that I placed a bid last night. What is this? So I said, well, I really want this card, place the bid. So about an hour later, I get an alert. I get two alerts, I guess, technically. One saying that, congratulations, you won the bid. The second one saying, you got outbid. I'm like, okay, well, how can that happen if I just won the bid? <laughs> so I go in. Apparently, I did place the bid on the first one. Yeah. And then freaked out when I saw the second one pop up in the morning and placed the bid on a completely different auction. I went ahead at that point because I was already invested enough into it, mm-hmm. placed another bid on it, said, you know what? I'm going to put a couple more dollars on it. If it wins, it wins. If not, I already won end up winning and if the facto whatever i have two jared jones autograph cards on the way here one you got in here today i'm holding <laughs> it right now 
the other one it will be here by i think monday it said so 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 you got bamboozled by the internet (laughs) absolutely technology (laughs) man technology it sucks it sucks but (laughs) but it's a great opportunity for you guys absolutely it really is um you have a chance to win that said sign jared jones card um he's an up-and-coming prospect we all know that um Murph recently dropped a video on him on his YouTube channel, uh, which you should go check. He'll give you all the stuff. I'll I'll have the links in the comments below. But for you guys to enter into this giveaway, we want your opinion. Where does Jared Jones finish 2022? What level? You know, does he stay where he starts or does he move on up the ladder? Now, me personally, I wouldn't mind if he stays wherever he starts. High school kid, still learning, got to develop his pitches more. I don't really want to have him on the fast track. Murph, I know you might have a different opinion on the guy because you invested so much time in him. Um, So what's your opinion? So with Jared Jones, I have watched, gone you know, right now, so I was doing it for three defense. Now, obviously, we're both. Pirates prospects um, on, on Justin Mice. Now I'm working on one with Jared Jones now. So I've gone back and watched every appearance he made that's available on minor league baseball TV. He is based off of okay, so the control obviously still needs work. We saw that in times. You could see it in the numbers. Yeah. But he is so much further ahead than I thought he was when I originally watched him. Mm-hmm. Now going back into him, so the the so you know he has the great fastball, gets up to ninety nine on it. Saw it plenty of times at ninety nine. He has that great slurvy slider breaking pitch that disgusting at times. Yeah, the changeup was a lot better than I remember it being. You messaged me. He he was a two way player in high school, so like the focus hasn't always been solely on pitching. So you would probably be okay with the changeup being a little bit behind, especially when you see a lot of places profiling him as a reliever anyways. So you would think that the the changeup wouldn't be where it's at right now for his age, his experience, and the fact that he kind of split between hitting and, and pitching. What I've seen, I guess I don't want to go into too much details because I'm working on something right now <laughs> for it on Pirates Prospects. Um, but yeah, he he... He, going back and watching it, he is really exciting me going into next season on it. He, he is definitely a guy that I'm going to be watching very closely mm-hmm. on it. Now, does he start in Bradenton for you? Like, I, I don't think I'd be upset if he did. He, he's a guy that, like, I, I remember they used to, they used to play it off as, like, the, the warm, you start the warm weather kids in the warm weather area before you start sending them up north and stuff like that, you wait till the weather turns over. So like, if you want to stick them in Bradenton, well, you know, you know, it's going to be Florida before you send them to Greensboro. I'm okay with that, but I I don't think he didn't. I I think he did everything that you could probably ask for to get him that promotion to, to Greensboro. So if he starts in Greensboro, I wouldn't be surprised. You're right. He probably like, I wouldn't hate if he just stayed there all season. For his first year or two, I wouldn't hate him just going level to level. Maybe double, maybe next year if he makes it to double A, then you kind of just okay, just go, yeah, and, and let him kind of dictate it. But I think I think you kind of halt it, just mainly as a keeping the arm safe kind of thing. Yeah, 
No, I, I totally, so. I, I'm totally for that. Um, but guys, we want your opinions. Uh, if you want to win this Jerry Jones card, we need your opinions. Um, yes. And then afterwards, what me and Murph will, will go in the lab and we'll, we'll decide how, how we'll do this giveaway, who wins, how. Um, if I kind of have an idea and, and, you know, we'll bounce off of each other, but, you know, we'll talk about that uh, on a different date. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's exciting stuff uh, for us going on now, man. I mean, we're at Pirates Prospects now. It's a dream come true for both of us. You know, it's a literally it's a huge platform to be on. It's an honor to work with guys like Tim Williams, John Drecker, Ethan, and Wilbur. I mean, these are names that we, we read growing up, you, you know what I mean? In, in our very early youth. So, you know, how does that feel, man? Like, it, it, I can't get enough of talking about it to people. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, it was a surreal thing. And like, like, like we talk about it off air too much. Like we don't want to come off too much. Like we're, we're, we're fanboying it and, and, and stuff like right, that. Right. But like, it, it is an amazing opportunity. And like, like you worked, you, you worked your ass off to, to, to do that. Like, I don't see anyone on Twitter working as hard as you do with that stuff. So it's, it's definitely deserving. Um, Appreciate it, man. But like, I don't, I don't think it really hit me till, till that first article posted and, and like, like my name is underneath the website thing there it's like i'm like yo that's that's pretty cool that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool like yeah. this, this is gonna sound corny this 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 will sound really corny like with, with like fan sided partnership with sports illustrated like my my stuff is like i'm a sports illustrated technically because of it you know my my stuff was like a was on bleacher report one time when i was writing about hockey so like I've I've passed through some pretty decent decent stuff and stuff like that. Like I've I've had I've had my name out there before, but to have it here now is is, is pretty cool. Just because the the hometown thing and and base it's baseball and and that kind of stuff. So yeah. absolutely, man. Um, I, I we like what are you working on as of now? Like what's what's going to be the next thing you're dropping? I'm I'm in the process of cutting up about an hour and a half, two hours worth of footage of, uh, Jared Jones right now, mm-hmm. um, have, have already posted on the YouTube page, uh, one of his starts. I think it was, I think it was the start. He had like 11 strikeouts and four innings. Uh, I got another one that I'm gonna cut up to and just going to kind of give like a little breakdown of what I'm seeing, what to expect, that kind of stuff. Um, I want to hit maybe one or two more pitchers from Bradenton last year. Mm-hmm. And before I kind of move on to to some of the other players in the minors, like I want to hit most of the bigger bigger names, but I also want to kind of bring to light some of the some of the other guys that maybe aren't talked about as much. Um, I know you had mentioned like Oliver Mateo. He, yeah, he might be someone that I do that I do next on there just because the stuff is that good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that. Um, just kind of winging it right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> So, you know, they come up with a couple names. Like I, I, I've taken the cheap way out and you know, done like a poll and stuff like that for the first couple. <laughs> so uh, maybe a couple of those, you know, one news that people want to see, you know, because, you know, it's about, it's about the readers, it's about getting the knowledge to the people who don't have a chance to, to watch the game or don't watch the games and, and learn yeah. about the, the guys that we're hoping to lead the Pirates to a championship someday. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, me, me personally, I'm working on a, a couple of things. I got a couple of weeks worth of stuff lined up. Uh, Friday, you're going to get a piece from me for Pirates Prospects on uh, Braylon Bishop. Um, I messaged him uh, yesterday, uh, got some interesting tidbits on what he's working on, what he's tweaking. Um, he's also very, very confident. <laughs> and um, Yes, I, I like it. I like right. it. You, should, you, you sent me some of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Like, I was already pretty excited for him, but like, yeah, man, let's go. Let's yeah. Get him on the field. Yeah. Like the, the question I asked him dealt with like, what, what do you, what are, what's the number one goal, um, you know, for the 2022 season, I expected like to get my feet wet, to get my feet under me. Something. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got something completely out of the blue that I did not expect. I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to yeah. give it away here. It'll yeah. be in the article Friday. Um, but let's just say this kid is confident. He's ready. And that swing is so goddamn violent. I, I, I can't get enough yeah. of that swing, man. Um, mm-hmm. Next week, I got updates on Cody Bolton's health, his rehab, and how he's feeling. Um, maybe, you know, we'll get into some mechanics, what, he, what he's working on there. So there's a lot of good things lined up, boys and girls. Um, but most importantly, this podcast is back in action. Um, and this episode has been a banger, I'd say. It's it's one of the classic oh, yeah. Murph, Murph and Tank episodes. I mean, it's just us bantering <laughs> and, and talking about some ball like we always do. Um, but yeah, yep. it, it's been a hell of an episode. It's been a hell of a ride so far. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Get your opinions in on Jared Jones. Where does the kid finish? in 2022 to enter into the giveaway of a signed Jared Jones card because of Murph's mistake. So capitalize on Murph's mistake. <laughs> Big old thumbs up yep. from the Murph. <laughs> but yeah, no guys, that was, it, yeah. it's, that was fun going in, going and explaining that to the, uh, to the girlfriend. Oh yeah. I bet. I bet, man. It's uh, <laughs> like, Hey, um, I spent some extra money. <laughs> on a couple of baseball cards and like it was by accident not on purpose <laughs> that's what that's what you say but she probably thinks he probably bought five more i don't there's no way she believes me no there's no, <laughs> no way. way she believes me like that's the, that's a scenario when you say your dog ate your homework when he literally did and no yeah. one's gonna believe it but you no yeah. it actually happened to me once man no lie i'm sure it did it did <laughs> I was so proud of my math homework because I suck at math and I actually did pretty damn good on it. And uh, yeah, dog chewed it up, spit it out. And uh, I felt ashamed because I had to tell my teacher that it's like, how the hell do you tell your teacher your dog ate your homework? I I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell we're talking about. There's a good way to do it. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> there isn't. Um, but yeah, dude, do you have anything else to say to the beautiful people out there? I mean, just, just get a little, I guess, just a little mushy on, on everyone, you know, 2021 has been one of the, the better years that I've, I've experienced on there between the writing and coming on the podcast, Cody, you giving me the chance to come on with you and, and what we've been able to make out of it now um, to all the people who listen and interact on there, like words can't express how, how appreciative and on that. And I'm just really excited to see what 2022 brings yeah man 2022 is our year i feel it man it's it's gonna be it's gonna be our year and i know that sounds cliche and and mushy but like this is the time to be mushy because 
it's the end of the year and it's the last episode of 2021 and you know there, there's a lot of big things coming I, I just talked to the graphic designer who's who's making our our new logo um really excited about that mm-hmm. um you know and, and with just starting this podcast up from the ground and and all the help at Pittsburgh baseball now with this podcast and Alan giving us, you know, a platform and, and Joe Steigerwald helping us out with the podcast and Danny D writing over Pittsburgh baseball. Now it's, it's been a pleasure and an honor oh, yeah. uh, for everyone. Uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, we love you. I love everything that you've done for us. And uh, I, yeah. I, we hope to make you proud guys. We, we, re- we really do. It, it's, it's going to be a good year. I got a feeling. And um, so that that brings an end to the podcast and as usual we're going to give out our socials and and all that good stuff because you need to follow us on twitter to figure out what the hell is going on so murph give them your socials man all right as always follow me on twitter at double underscore murphy 88 um obviously now you can find my writing on uh pirates prospects yeah, man. give them a follow if you don't already i'm sure you do um <laughs> Still going to pitch a, a couple things out for through defense here and there. Um, that most of that be non pirate related now, so like you could just skip past it if you want, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. Um, for me, I, I would really appreciate a follow on Twitter, uh, at Murfanko. That's M U R P H A N K O. Um, I would also appreciate a follow on Instagram. We're building up a big following on Instagram um, with the videos and, and the connections uh, to bring on the podcast. So at Murfanko underscore experience. Um, if you don't know how to sp- spell experience, I, I, I don't know what to, to say for you because I'm not a very good speller either. So I, I feel it, but <laughs> it's all right. That's what autofill <laughs> is for and autocorrect. Although sometimes it could, it could go against you. So no, no worries there. Uh, trust me, the, the yeah. fiance has uh, gotten a, a, some uh, autocorrect texts that uh, have gotten me in trouble. So th- there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but boys and girls, that's going to do it for this episode. We love you very, very much. Happy New Year to you. Uh, and we'll see you in 2022. Let's go Bucks, guys.